new show. It's actually same show, new co-host, same great sponsors, Liesl Hayes. Hello, hello. I I wanted you to yell my name though, like you did for Jason. Here we go. Okay, Liesl. Yes, that's so much better. The Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people of Lee Summit by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds. Do you know they have enlightened shades? Have you ever been? The enlightened style The shades? enlightened style shades. That's what I meant. They are your home for enlightened style shades. Listen, if you want to make your home an awesome home, whether, mm. it's, whether it's shades, other interior design things like we even made a pillow. We designed a pillow. I have not heard about this and pillow. And they made it for us. Did you know they did all the blinds in our house? All I believe of them. It. I believe they're it. They're just so legit. And they're really awesome people. They are great supporters of our community. They show up to things. They volunteer to things. They offer financial support yep. to many things. So look, if you're ready to go make your home, an even more awesome home, and you want to support a local business run by good local people, just go visit our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. I'm going to say this for the first time. Tell them Nick and Lisa will sing you. Uh, yes. Hello, and welcome back to this Wednesday edition of the Lee Summit Town Hall episode. Liesl's out. She's sick. She's not with us today. Maybe she'll come back. I don't know. I might have to have maybe a little review section to see if she gets to come back. Maybe do a fan vote. See yeah. if the island wants her back. I don't know. We'll see. Hope you feel better, Liesl. Uh With me today are a couple of guests I've actually wanted for a while, but either I've been too lazy or whatever. For whatever reason, it hasn't happened yet. Uh, but my new friends, as we've gotten to get to know each other a little bit here, uh, Alan and Diane Rendell, the owners and operators of Art School KC. Welcome, guys. Hi, thank you. Hi. I'm going to start. I don't. I don't want to start with the who are you, so everybody can get to know you on the show. I want to start with art school actually, because it's a. It's I think a cool concept. It's a neat new piece of not just the downtown district, but of of the the entire community. You are doing something that others weren't doing to bring more art in the community and make it accessible to people. So, so first, just tell me a little bit the the overall concept. What what is art school? Um, so I guess I'll start. I've had, um, this idea for a really long time, probably at least, you know, 17 years. Um, and it's just to have an art community center. Um, I initially wanted a place where at least artists could get together, um, to keep it open. We have to do some education, but, uh, as we got closer to opening it, um, it just came became clear that we wanted it to mainly be a community center that focused on visual arts and was for whoever wanted to be part of that. Yeah. And it's just been really cool how even through the pandemic, uh, that is happening. And it, when it seems like everything's sort of going in the opposite direction right now with everyone being in the house all the time and our community sort of like fragmenting and getting even more like isolated, I think, like having people be able to find a place where they feel, uh, I don't know, it sort of like fits this special niche where it's not overwhelming, uh, but 
it's welcoming and inviting and there's other people there and I don't know. It's just really awesome to see how the communities come together through what we've been doing in the last year. And we have a lot of ideas for what's coming up next. Um, In the last year, we have had um, art classes for people of all ages. Uh, The way we run those is we contract with local um, artists who are uh, high-quality artists who have either degrees... um, are showing in galleries or, or have a unique ability to teach and uh, bring people in that wouldn't normally come, I think. So anyway, it's just been really cool. The other well, thing... I think, I, I, I think, too, I mean, you, so you have classes. Let's, let's kind of mm-hmm. yeah. cover that a little bit. You have classes, you have gallery space, so you've got shows that happen, not all the time, but... but yeah, right. we, we should have art usually in there, um, whether it's a one- or two-month show. Right. Um, and we are always looking for local artists to participate with us. And um, So, we have, yeah, we have some of the things. We, we have classes. We do workshops for all ages and all skill sets. In the space, we have a small gallery space, which is the only uh, contemporary or only gallery in Lee Summit at this time. So if you want to go see art in a gallery in downtown Lee Summit or in Lee Summit, we are the place to go to. And we're bringing in local artists from Kansas City, from Lee Summit, from from all around. And just kind of bringing it into here because it's, we felt the need to have a, a gallery space. Um, and then we also do the workshops and the classes and something else. Uh, we do birthday parties. Oh, we and do events. Event we do team building with um, corporations or anybody, really. we just Basically, if there's art and it's near us, we just want to kick out the door and say, we're, we want to be involved. Well, you just said you, 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 you saw a need. So, I mean, how do you, mm. I, guess, I guess, you know, what are, what are you looking at when you look at the community and you say, hey, this is this is a thing that's that, that's missing. That's the, how, I guess, how do you see that as a need and what, what, what yeah. caught the two of you, what caught your eyes to, to say, hey, we can fill that? Well, I think, uh, gosh, about five years ago, Alan wanted to get me a class. Um, I'm a sculptor. And I work a lot with ceramics, but it had been a really long time. And he bought me a class for my birthday. It ended up getting canceled because, like, only me and one other person were enrolled. Uh, but um, the other th- the thing that I thought at the time was, wow, this is super awesome. I'm really excited to go. And I'm kind of excited to go to downtown. But it didn't seem sustainable over time yeah. to have to go all the way downtown Kansas City, like, and it's just such a big commitment, um, and there's nothing here. So why don't we? We have to have artists here. I'm here. I have some artist friends. A lot of the art teachers that are here in our district are phenomenal artists. And when you're in art school, like in college for art, you make these amazing bonds, and it's just a community like no other and if you're an artist and once you graduate it's gone and uh i just have to believe that there's people out there who miss uh that and so far i've found that that's really true um when we opened i wasn't really sure we kind of like scrapped it (laughs) together and it's just been going really good yeah when Um, we first started diana has always been talking about this community is full of artists it's got great artists the art we've seen the art teachers and we have friends, like she said, and I, she's like, let's do this. And I've always, you know, I'm, 
I'm playing when we started, I'm like, are, is this going to work? Are we going to have the people come? We're going to have the turnout. You know, I was skeptical, but once we've opened the doors, people have been like flooding into the space and artists from everywhere. And I, it's amazing. It's incredible to see this artist community that I didn't really know existed in Lee summit, but it's, there's a lot of artists in downtown in the outside Lee summit, blue Springs area, Ray, Raymore, um, all around this, uh, Southeastern Jackson County area. And then my goal really is to bring artists and art patrons and, you know, people who love art from Kansas city, bring them into Lee summit. That's, I want, I want to draw, I want that draw to come to Lee summit instead of, you know, we got to go to first Friday, you know, down in crossroads, which is cool. I'm not, I'm not knocking that at all. I think it's awesome. But, but if I, we can have our own thing too. Yes. Yes. In addition to. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that brings people down. Yeah. Right. And we, we've actually have been getting some people from throughout across the, the metro. Yeah, we've like, had students from Overland Park. Yeah. We've had students from, someone from Kansas City. King, Kingsville. I like it when we show the Kansas people that we're better and we have all the stuff. <laughs> I mean. It makes me feel good. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> it's okay to be petty. <laughs> no. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, it's not? <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, you, you talked about the, kind of the reception and that since mm-hmm. you opened, you know, people show up and they're coming in. And I think, you know, over the last several years as I've been involved with some Arts Council and Alan, you and I are part of a, a new arts organization that, that that's currently in launch phase. Um but what's what's cool to me because I wouldn't call myself an artist. I, I've I've spent my professional life art adjacent, mm-hmm. <laughs> is how I like to describe it. Um, but what's what's cool to 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 learn is I think a lot of like art and access to art in a community. You don't realize, I guess, until you see it that it's been missing. I think it's one of those things that that's not always top of mind it should be as we've learned yes um because because it does play a huge impact not just in the the feel good part of a community but we have proven that it's an economic driver yes in yes. communities and, yes. and, and 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 so there's all these different aspects to it that what what we're learning is that we should spend more time and more effort in in putting these things up front and providing the yes. not Absolutely. only providing the access in the shows but saying hey we can bring more right yeah it, and Part of like the need you said, like, how do we know there was a need? There, there wasn't, there wasn't anything. There wasn't any classes. Um, there weren't, there just weren't things for artists to do before we came around. Well, but, there was a couple of organizations, yeah, okay, okay. I'm, I'm not but gonna, they're small and not as visible. Yeah. Not, not as many choices, but the, the need was just kind of there and the gallery, the thing that there is no gallery. So that was an obvious. Yeah. Thing. We, we have not had a, a gallery in town for a, a few years. Correct. Now. One, one was, was, was forced to close. Right. Um, and, and yeah, so I think there, there was a missing piece. Mm-hmm. And the, another piece that's unique to us is, um, we house the only clay studio around here. Um, there's just nothing like that in Lee summit. There is, um, there are some places where you could you could paint and, and work on some some other clay things, but creating straight from the the clay raw clay itself in a ceramic studio in a learning environment, you're not going to get that anywhere around here unless you go to Blue Springs or Independent no Independence or downtown mm-hmm. Kansas City. Yeah, I think Independence. But the the ceramic studio has been a hit for us. It's phenomenal. It's 
It's crazy. How, how many couples do you old couples come in to recreate ghosts? <laughs> ah, we we actually did that. We we recreated that last year um, in our Valentine's Day Heart School um, Heart Heart School KC event. We will be doing that again this year. Were they all year. of a certain age? Uh, yes. What do you mean? They were of age and of they were older. Our but like, age. We have this like bench and they can like share and kind of. Re- it was kind of funny. We were like couples throwing. If you want to come do this, but we have we did have you, wheel did throwing. Did you play the music in the background? We did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a picture of it too. It's, it's great. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> it was it was one of our favorite moments from that. But um, you know, yeah, the the clay studio is huge. Those those classes sell out immediately. It's crazy. Yeah, I I, I would think that like the low hanging fruit, or I or I guess in my head probably the the quicker thing would be the the youth and the kids stuff mm. but but do the do the adult classes go just as quickly and fill up just as fast? Are oh yeah. You, are you seeing interest at all ages? Yeah, yeah, we have interest in all ages. Right now we have a drawing class coming up on Monday that has, I think, nine students in it. We, you know, we ha- we don't go super high with our attendance. You know, we're not teaching 30 kids, 30 <laughs> humans at a time usually. But yeah, I don't think you'd want to. No, no. Well, especially if I'm going to pay the teacher to give you knowledge, I want that knowledge to be getting in your brain and not divided. Right, um, right. And better, if you need help, learning. that you're getting the help that you need. So, yeah, it's just been really good. Um, the other th- things that we do are the Fourth Friday events and, like, mm-hmm. artist receptions. And that's been really fun. That's a free thing for people to do. We usually have some wine and snacks. So come by. It's a really fun, cheap you, you date night. wine and snacks. <laughs> I know. And art that you- It well, almost takes the intimidation feeling I get when you say drawing class because that just frightens me. Mm. Oh. I think that's because it's it's the art I love and wish I could do, but I cannot. Eh. And so I get a little. Well, that's like, what like, the like, class is for to to help you help you learn. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everyone that comes into the drawing one hundred and one class is starting where you're at. You know, Let's start with stick figures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a ruler. So I can make the sticks. <laughs> <A ruler. laughs> we also do. I mean, we, we focus towards um, the community and for teaching, but we also are putting a focus on the local artists. I know we talked about it a lot, but um, we have some events that bring in that artist community, and we're trying to cultivate that a little bit more. Um, one thing would be our life drawing we do monthly, and that draws um, just some of the artists out of the woodwork, and they come in, and they're like, oh, man, we haven't done this since art school. I haven't done this in decades, or I haven't done this in whatever, however long it was. And so that's cool. And then it brings this little community. We have, you know, 10 artists together in this room and we're joking and hanging out and it's really fun. And so something we actually are going to be looking at this upcoming year is more, more of that, more things to bring in the artists, get them involved, some artist development things some critique nights, just um, different things to to add that to community to our, our community as well. well. How hard has it been to, to find the local and, and area artists. I mean, to, to kind of, uh, did you flip a switch and the light came on and everybody's like, yeah, I'm here. Or, or I mean, I mean, have you had to spend some, some, some real time and effort kind of re- finding those people? Yeah. Yes. I mean, when we were hire like looking for contract artists, it brought one set of artists who I was also like, Oh, I could show you guys in our gallery too, because you're all very good. Um, but then we also have put out a few calls, Mm -hmm. um, via like social 
media and stuff for to apply to the gallery. You always have the gallery like application to the galleries on our website somewhere. People yeah, it's it wasn't that hard. I mean, there's there's just a lot of artists here. They're they're all over the place. They're well. The other thing is, is that since I'm an artist and I'm already kind of in the community, I have yeah. A lot of connections. I do festivals and shows and stuff. So when you do that, like you start to recognize people and then you start to talk to them and you get their cards and then you start to call them. And then, you know, if you need something, you can be like, hey. Yeah, that was my next question. Where were you already in that kind of arts community? And I know I, mm-hmm. I, there, there is one. Yeah. As there <laughs> are with, with, with those niches. Were, were, you, were you as well connected locally or was it more like, you know, people in the area and the region? And yeah, it's more regional, yeah. I think. And with art school, we don't, when we show artists and we have the teachers and stuff, we're not necessarily only sticking to Lee Summit, uh, you know, or the Southeast Jackson, you know. That's right. Jackson we've, County, we've Cass done County, a little whatever. Bit of, of yeah. everything. And actually, coming up in February, we have, we're bringing in our first out-of-state artist. Nice. Yeah. It's going to be featured um, with a couple local artists, a Kansas City artist and a Lee Summit artist. And this artist, he's from Seattle, and he travels the world. He's an author. He's a spoken word poet, um, visual artist. So we're doing this big show. It's gonna, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Now, when you say spoken word, I always think of Shatner. <laughs> I love a William Shatner spoken word album. <laughs> I don't know. Not quite that. I don't know if it's exactly that. <laughs> but yeah, you should talk about that show maybe. Right now. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Um, okay. No, I'm not ready. No, he's not ready. <laughs> well, let me. I, I, I'm going to come back actually to, to you, but I want to switch for for, mm-hmm. for a second. So she's an art. Are, are you an artist as well? Or are you? Do you, do um, you create? I create. That's that's what I do. I think I I I haven't studied art um, officially. Uh, I learned everything from Diana. And the internet and YouTube and everything else. Um, I <laughs> all blessed YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a creator. I'm very creative. Um, I I'm a visual person. I like to make art. I, I I am an artist now because since we've started this, I've actually made some paintings and sold them at an art show. So I think that makes me an official artist. <laughs> well, you can add the term professional. Yeah, you I've made I've, a sale. I've made multiple sales, and it was pretty fun. Um, so yes, I I like to water. I do watercolor paintings, um, more figurative and landscapes, and I dabble in some ceramics and pottery. Now that we have the studio, that was my my hyper focus hobby for the summer. <laughs> I have this problem where I hyper focus on something until I can perfect it, and then I move on to the next thing. And he never goes back. Again. That's not true, but kind of. I get bored with it. I'm like, ah, I, I was bored. I'm gonna. That sounds like an engineer's brain. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm an engineer. Yeah, I'm not an artist. I'm an engineer. Uh, but my story is kind of crazy. I went. I went to school originally, and, and for not engineering, and then came back as a non-traditional student who got engineering, and now working in this art world somewhat. But I, Diana runs the business. I just, uh, I just talk about it. <laughs> what do you guys uh, for, for for both of you? What do you love about it? I mean, why why do you create things? What is that mm. that process for you? Well, I've been an artist forever uh, since I was really young, I think. And then just once I was in high school, I was really no good at school except for art. So uh, <laughs> it was like the one great hope for me. <laughs> 
And then uh, I got out, went to community college, took art there, uh, got my associates in art, and then went on and got my bachelor's. Did a lot better, uh, you know, I think once I was a little bit more immersed in the program. Um, well, you say, I mean, but you, the you reason that, that your I, hope. But, I mean, is that, though, <laughs> that's the... No, what is it that 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 drew you? I mean, to, to was, making but, art. Look, we can all, everybody can tell their story about high school sucked. And, no, sure. You know, we, the reason a lot of us wandered around, but that was a thing for you. Yeah, that yeah. was a thing for me, and it was the way that I think that people don't necessarily understand how art is a language in itself, um, and that's why you have to learn it. I think a lot of, like, I hate it kind of when people come in and say, oh, my gosh, you're so talented. And I'm like, this is the part where I almost cussed. But, like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I like, I have been doing this for so long. Like, I am 44. I have been doing this since I was a teenager, you know. And I've never stopped practicing. Yeah. It's it's, it's a, a skill. skill. It's a skill you have to practice and learn. And it's a skill that fulfills me and I have to do it. Like I think it helps calm my brain. It helps me like process through emotions and feelings. It helps me communicate. Um it also like one thing I really like about art um like a lot of times if I have a show people ask me about my pieces and sometimes I really just don't like to explain them. <laughs> It just is. Well, not necessarily that it just is. Like to me, it's something. And to me, it has a whole story and a whole reason why it is. But that doesn't have to be the story that you're telling. Like sometimes it will add to it and sometimes it takes away. So I don't know. How, so, much, of, how much of your projects are personal? Like it, it's about whatever story. For oh, you. most ever since I think college is kind of the time when you start to solidify like a narrative or concept or a reason for making art sort of like that's the driving question I think of why you do it. And I think artists spend their lifetime kind of answering that question and it, it flows. So for me, it's always been really personal. Um, a lot of it has to do with like, personal relationships that I have or um, I came about this I took a sociology class in college I really like that so I really got into this idea of past experiences affecting however whatever's happening here in this moment and trying to express that through my art so a lot of my art up until like the pandemic was sort of focused around that and then um it's funny because my mom would always be like, well, these paintings are nice, but why don't you paint some landscapes? You'll probably <laughs> sell something, you know? And I'm like, yeah, but I have to have a reason. And I like, yeah, it's pretty, but I don't have a deeper reason to paint a landscape. And then when we got stuck in the house at first, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to go to anything. I can just stay home and paint. Okay, well that's deal with a bowl. But then I have three kids and they were up and went, mom, let's go outside. Let's do something. But you can't go to the mall. You can't go to the zoo. So then you go out and you're in the landscape. And then I was like, Oh, that's really pretty. Gosh, that's so nice. Like the whole world is ending and everyone's dying. And it's just this pristine quiet Odd. moment. And I think I'm going to go paint that. And so I painted a whole bunch of landscapes through the pandemic and then, yeah. Well, so. 
okay, so keeping that mm-hmm. answer about you know the personal aspect of it mm-hmm. in mind, let's go back to the talent and 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 skill. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, what's that? Because it is so personal. You know, what's that balance between? You know, there is a there is an innate talent. Yeah. Uh, that sure. comes with it, and then the you know skill kind of. Oh, I supports that, but mm-hmm. supplements, I guess, is maybe 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 a better word. You know, is there is there a is there a kind of a balance there I, of how much is that that talent that comes in and somebody's blessed with? Yeah, and I think term? you have to glue it all together with stubbornness too. Well, like, I like that. <laughs> it's because I, oh, go ahead. You the witch's brew of art. <laughs> because you have to, you have to be stubborn enough to perfect the skill. I think you have to have the talent and you're like, Oh, I want to paint this chair for whatever reason. Uh, but then you blob it out or you mess it up or the it's smearing everywhere. You have to be stubborn enough to like stop. You like, have to stick like, with it. Figure out a way to fix it and like try it and just like keep learning. And maybe you have to paint it a few times. Yeah. And, and you know, I think that's the part where makes people give up what i've learned through art I like i like that about stubbornness. As, as i become an artist what i've learned is you make art and while you're making it you hate it it's terrible you want to throw it away you want to quit and you keep going and then you're happy and it's beautiful in the end yeah. there's this point in the middle you just gotta like get through the ugly part of your painting or the ugly part of your whatever you're doing or start over and just just you've gotta you gotta stick with it it's like that's definitely that stubbornness that you said but it's you gotta, you got, but it's balance. It's all that you gotta mix it all together. I kind of see all that's the same as um, I was a musician way back back in the day, my previous life. So I kind of, well, look, re- that's artist. I related to, <laughs> I know, I know, but I, I related to music too, right? You have to practice, say, a piano or whatever your instrument. You got to practice it. You can have natural talent; it's gonna be good. It's gonna come out okay. But you still have to practice. You have to have your basics and your fundamentals, and you got to be able to do it. And I'm only saying that because I was the person who had the natural ability and I did not have the dedication or the stubbornness to stick with putting in the hours of work of practice that would make me successful. So I didn't have the de- the drive. Like, so I don't know. I'm, that's just another, you know, that's another story or whatever, but. Well, I think <laughs> that reminds me that, that that whole scenario and conversation kind of reminds me of my relatable part of that is um, photography. And, and yeah. I'm an old newspaper guy. Um, my, my very first, uh, job, I did the interview and at the very end, the last question the the editor asked me was, do you take pictures? And I said, no, I've never been a photographer. And he says, you're hired. Here's a camera. You're shooting Friday night football tonight. And this is in Southeast Kansas. So small towns, like, you know, one or two light poles in the entire field. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I learned to be a photographer for, for news, but I will say this. I was pretty. I got to be pretty good at sports, mm. but because I knew sports, I knew where to be. I knew what you yeah. know what was gonna happen and, right. and timing and mm-hmm. like, hey, this is gonna happen, right? So I should be over here because that's probably where the action is. Um, but I don't have an eye like for landscape mm. or portrait photography, and that's something that I really have to like think about. You know, classes from college or whatever. Okay, you compose this way. Here's the <laughs> grid, and you know, <laughs> photography is so hard to yeah. me. Like yeah. as a as a but it's painter not natural. and um and a sculptor, I struggle with photography sometimes. I'm like, oh my god, 
gosh, I don't know how people. And then recently I've gotten better at it, but I think I've sort of had to like release some of those rules and just try to like capture this moment instead of like thinking of how it's going to be perfect. Like, well, and thank God for technology, right? I mean, we have these amazing cameras. <laughs> true, in true, our true, hands true. At, <laughs> true. At all times. I'm Crazy. sure I'd be a crappy. <laughs> I mean, you know, look. There is there is a lot of talent and a lot of skill involved in photography and videography. However, the technology makes it a lot easier for us other people to kind of get into it. Yeah. My high school or my college roommate was super pissed when like Instagram came out cuz she's like I'm a photographer. This is not like okay, these pictures look okay, but it's just all filters. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's you, you've you've hinted at this a couple times. You've talked about when the pandemic happened, the dark times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as as has been said on the show many many times, COVID ruined everything. Um, but you launched. We did during it. We did. It was crazy. It was so insanity. I mean, you talked about you opened your doors and it's had this great reception. Yeah. The but first... you did that when people couldn't. Well, so the we first. Oh, you want to start? Well, we started in. November 2020. That's when we became on the books something. And we did some virtual, we did virtual events. So we were like, hey, sign up online and we'll, we'll Zoom call and teach you how to, how to do clay projects. And, or no, we didn't do clay. We did painting or, or on a Zoom. It was, it was crazy. We did, um, we did one pop up at a Rehope Coffee. That was our first ever, um, workshop yeah our first ever workshop we did a, it was a green in greenwood at rehope coffee there um and we did a pop-up there and it was a leno cutting card making workshop yeah, for Christmas. It, was, it, was and it was cool crazy because they had them all spread out because of covid so we only had a couple people in each oh, yeah. room so i had to teach between like four rooms but, <laughs> and so I was running we did that and then so after that we were like okay people are responding to this this is kind of cool we're like i think i think it might happen so i we started going around downtown Lee Summit and trying to find a place to run a summer camp. That was our biggest thing because, and we didn't even we haven't even talked about this yet, but summer camps are our biggest thing, kind of. Yeah, um, totally. At least our, our biggest people bringer. Right. Um, and because we run two-week-long classes in the summer. and they're, For they're two gonna, months. For two months. It's crazy. But um, so we were looking for a place to run summer camp because that's what keeps us going is the summer camps, especially in these early days when we we can't get grants and we're not getting donations and we're just like we were two months in. So we're like, yeah, we haven't said this. <laughs> you are a nonprofit. Yes, yes, we are a nonprofit. I didn't correct you in the beginning when you called us owners, but we we don't own anything. We are the founders, and <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can correct. <laughs> and and the the community owns it, but um. To, according to stay with our business plan and make it through the first year, we had to run summer camps. So we had to find a place. We went and talked to the Elks. We went to the Elks Club. We went and talked to all kinds of places. I was just canvassing the downtown businesses for places that looked like a decent place where we could hold a bunch of people in. So we walked around. Um, I don't know. I Somehow I ended up meeting um, Melissa. Melissa Winnenberg, who owned Very Violet Boutique, and was telling her about it about what we're doing and i was like we really need a space and this is our thing we're art school blah blah, blah. And she's like oh man i love what you guys are doing and her husband he was like have you showed him upstairs and we're, <laughs> and, and we're like what's that and she's like well come and look and they showed us this upstairs space it was right above uh i mean sparrow on very violet on um third street where 
Megan's yoga tribe meeting. Yes. And so it was perfect for what we needed. It was an actual physical space. It was somewhere we could pull people in and run our camps. It was incredible. It was somewhere that wasn't our kitchen table. And, <laughs> and, and we weren't doing Zoom calls. So we were like, this is it. Let's hit the, let's start advertising for summer camps and let's make it happen. And it was incredible. We, we started kind of small, slow and rocky, but the camp started to fill up, started to get some popularity, got the word of mouth out there. Um, Melissa was awesome for giving us that opportunity to so be there awesome. for, for those two months. It was, it was incredible. We, without her, we wouldn't have been able to do what we could do. And so we were running that up there, making the camps happen, doing those things. Um, and then, and then at the end, once we were packing it all up and leaving, I got a phone call and it was Dave Eames and he said, Hey, we have this. Uh, old abandoned space and we're going to fix it up and rent it to somebody, but we oh, would yeah. rather and, rent yeah. it to you than and Diana, else. Diana didn't even know who Dave was. I had met with him on my street canvassing and told him all about art school and Dave was all like about us. He's like, oh, I love what you guys are doing. By the way, I, I didn't tell you about a rule of the show. We, we don't, don't say nice things about Dave oh, Beams or Ben Wine. Well, he did say that, but... Ben <laughs> what? No we, we have to say nice things about them. No, we don't. <laughs> those are fighting words. <laughs> I, I think those guys are great. They're, they're our landlords, and they're, they're fantastic guys. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the problem is they're nice people, they're talented people, they're successful people. Like, they're just down. No. Yeah, that's too much. It's yeah. Like, but we want to be in their So, club. okay, back to the... <laughs> so, then, so then Dave calls Diana out of the blue and says, I got this place I want you to come look at. And Diana's like, I guess, whatever. And she was just talking to one of our volunteers in the upstairs space about how we really needed a downstairs location because one of our volunteer had um, leg braces and, and trouble getting up the stairs. So we were like, we want to have a more accessible place. I mean, this is great, this two months in this spot, but we need to have a more permanent location look 130 year old narrow stairs <laughs> are not the most accessible things no 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 no. and now one of the classes that comes as a disabled group uh we have a yeah they come once a month oh, yeah. which is nice so well and i have done a bad job but uh, okay. uh, my job is uh, as host you are located on market street mm, yes downtown 307 southwest market. southwest market street it's across from the exit room it's right next to Collins Web Architecture. There's that flashing town topic sign. We also have a flag. Yeah, there's pole. no burgers there. It's just the old town topic <laughs> and sign. Art, yeah, and we have a we have a flagpole, which is cool. It is. A, it is. A, it is a cool large flagpole. Yeah. So the, the place we got is awesome. When we went there, it was completely blank. And Ben and Dave were like, "You guys can turn this into whatever you want if you want it." And it was a little bit um, high for us to get the to pay that <laughs> rent. We were like, uh, "We're." This is our first year, and we barely made it through the first summer. <laughs> and now you want us to sign a lease for this downtown business space. It was crazy. But, but we, we did, did it. We did it. And, um, man, that it all seems like it happened so fast. We did it, and then that was January. We opened the doors. We opened the doors a little bit before January. But since January, we hit no, the we ground. We, we did not. We hit the ground <laughs> running. <laughs> <laughs> and we've run we've run events that have been consistent and growing and ramping up. Um, we've established ourselves in the community. We've partnered with local businesses. Um, we've tried just about everything that has art associated with it. It is a really <laughs> cool space. And the, the thing about the space, too, is is for anyone who was in there when it was, you know, the parks department <laughs> before that, the jail or firehouse or whatever. Was it a jail? I don't know. <laughs> 
I think there was a one room at one point in its history. I don't know. It was the original firehouse. It may be haunted if you um, want to. Yeah, there's, bring the there's stories tour. of haunted story, haunted <laughs> stories there about the space. But you know, when you guys took over and started the the finishing work to, to make mm. it, what it, it looks now so much bigger than it looked like in the beginning. Like, I didn't even I know. I couldn't believe the amount of space that it looks like you have now. When, I, you, when you first opened I walked in, I'm like, whoa. We didn't know this? that place existed until. Well, most people didn't. Yeah, but and if you look at old pictures of uh, like Google Maps, there's like a tree there. Right. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I didn't even know. I walked past it every day or whatever and didn't think that there's this whatever 3,000 square foot space in there. I don't, I don't think we have that much. 2,000 square foot space. <laughs> So let's see. We don't go to Allen for when you open the doors, how much space there is. I do have our yearly numbers. <laughs> I won't ask you to report, no, to report no, I won't. those. <laughs> what, have, what, have you, what have you learned during this these last year, year and a half, and that, that sets you up? So I'm going to say, and then I'll let Diana talk, because I've been talking a lot. But I think what we did learn is that we can do it. And that was the biggest thing is, Every time we've run a, a camp or run a class or anything, we always have this, like, do you like it? Is it okay? Like, are you enjoying this type of feeling? We're, like, we're still second-guessing ourselves. But, like, now, I mean, we still second-guess ourselves today. But we're, we're getting to the point that it's starting to look like it's sustainable and it could stay and remain going, and which is amazing. That's exactly what we wanted. Um you know, we're still in our startup years. We haven't even been eligible for grants until uh, this last year. And so right. that, that's opened up a little bit more. Um, but getting there, is it's showing that the, the growth that we had and the ramp up and our attendance and everything that we've done is really showing that we've made an impact to the community and that we, we're here to stay. That's what we learned. And I'll, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, let Diana, I'll let Diana speak on that. Um, hmm. yeah, I think that is basically what I've learned. I mean, I think I've learned that if you want to open a business, you can uh, be prepared to work a lot. And I think just like you have to prepare yes. your family for the fact that you're going to be working weird, odd, unpredictable hours. And as long as, you know, your whole family's in a position that that's going to be okay, you know, they can come find you, too. <laughs> be accessible to it them. It does but. take everybody that's in your house has to buy in yeah, and be kinda, willing. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. And we did have weird. a lot of conversations with our family. And, and they're a little older. So, you know, we have two that are one that's going to graduate. Well, and launching a nonprofit is <laughs> even, you know, an exponential step harder, I yeah. think, than yeah. launching a business. Yes, yeah. it is. It's funny, I was, I was just talking to one of our board members who also launched her own nonprofit today, and I, she was saying, you know, I think as a, an adult, I'm realizing uh, I might have adult ADD, <laughs> and maybe it was always there. I'm like, I think so, too. I was like, I feel like that is sort of like an innate, feature of someone who opens a nonprofit is because you're just a little too distracted to feel like you can't do it. <laughs> like <laughs> you're like, uh, I, I'm pretty sure we could do this. And, uh, <laughs> and then I'm going to get interested in something over there before I feel all doom and gloomy about it. And then, uh, somehow it all kind of works out. 
I, I also but learned. I think there's a little bit of deprogramming, and this is you know this oh, will get no, into like, like entrepreneurial yeah. talk and all this. Oh, there's yeah, a little yeah. bit of deprogramming from our corporate corporate cultural oh, yeah. you know stuff where where like you know we program ourselves to operate certain ways to serve you know everybody serves a master right 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 and when you when you jump off that cliff and decide that you're going to launch a for-profit business or a non-profit or if you're silly like some people in this room do both (laughs) um yeah it requires a little deprogramming from everything you've done the rest of your life or everything you were trained for in school or whatever absolutely right because all of a sudden you're doing you know, it's not just that you're doing everything but you're having to do it in a different way. Yeah. The processes of accomplishing your goals are different. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But the, and the mindset too cuz we started as a as a for-profit and we were but as we started to flesh out the the mission statement and what we were about and what we were going to do, we were like this is 100% a nonprofit <laughs> and and we're doing for the community um and our all we want to do is keep the place open and pay the people that work there. Was that a was that a tough decision for you guys at all? I mean, I to mean, go nonprofit. Well, yeah, because you know, look, you are you are still you you're relatively young. You've got family. You're you're you know you're trying to provide and yeah. to build for you know. Hopefully, we all build for we, we want that dream of retirement. Um. So it it was hard. Um, it is not the, the nonprofit is not our main source of income. Um, <laughs> Diana Diana works at the nonprofit. I have an actual regular job that we won't talk about where I work. Right, <laughs> and um, <laughs> but uh, I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. Yeah, I think. Well, we're right, you were in a place you could do it, but I just, I just, no, I wonder. I wondered what that conversation was like. Hey, I think we fit better over here, but it's oh, not. Oh. It's not really the. Build a business to 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 enrich our own personal lives. It's build a business to enrich community. Well, it was it was the once we started putting in the what we when we started talking about our services and what we're gonna do. It was totally for the community. It had to be non. It didn't have to be, but it helped that we also. I have a good friend um, that's one of our board members also that ran, that runs a nonprofit has run a nonprofit in Portland uh, for fourteen years. It's an art and music. It's called Vibe of Vibe of Portland. Um, she advised us and helped us out with a lot of the nonprofit stuff. And one of the things that caught me, it's kind of funny, is like you get a lot of things for being a nonprofit, a lot of donations from people. People don't really, really want to say no to a nonprofit if you ask them for random things. I'm not, I'm not trying to say like we're asking people for like all this money, although we are and you can donate to us. <laughs> but in the beginning when we first started and to get into our space, we've been – We've been real, you know, shoestring budget, and we asked people. We were going on Facebook Marketplace, and we're like, hey, we see that you're selling this thing for 100 bucks, but we're a nonprofit, and we're just launching. Do you think you could donate it? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, sure thing. And we're like, this is the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we Almost everything is donated. a lot of the things in there from, like, au- auctions. Yeah. And, yeah, we got a lot of that stuff. So we haven't, like, I don't know. If I it, don't know. For or non, I don't. If it was for profit, it would look a lot different in there. Probably be a lot nicer, maybe. I don't know, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, we'd have like more wheels and maybe I don't. Know. Nice. Who knows? It's nice. It's perfect. I just wondered if it like, I just wondered that personal conversation <laughs> with yourself if that was. I don't know. I got me if thinking that was now. A thing at all? Or, <laughs> yeah. Or no, really just we, you knew this is what it should be, so I, that's what it was. And to be yeah. honest with you, a lot of the 
conversations around it did have to do with, yeah, um, what's that going to look like for our family? Yeah. Um, and what happens if the business doesn't succeed um, in either scenario? Um, and then what happens if it does succeed in either scenario? And then... Uh, so it was it was a risk that we took as a family. It was calculated. <laughs> it was calculated because Diana was going to school studying to become a high school or become an art teacher. So Diana has her master's in teaching education. in education <laughs> along with her BFA. Um, and so that was kind of Diana's goal or not her goal, but like, you know, was going to, she was finishing up getting her graduate. Or she just got her master's and said, I'm going to gonna go and finally do this teaching thing. And I was like, well, let's do the, this other dream that you've been talking about where you get to be a teacher, you get to create and run your own curriculum. You get to give back to the community. You get to do all these things in your own way and be your own boss. And eventually you can probably make as much or more than a regular public school teacher. And that's that true. that is our goal. That's our one driver that keeps us going. It's really to get <laughs> well, that. Well, not right. not, not. I mean, and I don't mean that. I really don't mean that. But well, <laughs> I mean, it, it is something that keeps us going to make it uh, worthwhile for us. But I mean, it, it's as as far as that part. But it, it's Diana's dream, and now she gets to do that. She's got the coolest art job ever. Gets to like kind of make up. I think it's art okay. Things. To, I think it's okay for the two of you to. Embrace yeah, both right. that you want to do a say, thing. You want to do a thing that benefits your community. Yeah, and you want to do a thing that benefits you and gets you to your personal goals. Yeah, it's fine okay. that we want both. Yes, okay. no, that's no. what I was just going to say. Know, it's not a. It's not a bad well, thing to take a salary. But I think there's uh, a cultural thing about a nonprofit. You, a yeah, nonprofit no, making right. a living. Okay. It's when fine. I when I told my dad we were opening a nonprofit, he's like, "Oh, what? You don't want to ever make money?" And I'm like, "Okay, so well, a, a regular school teacher comes in if I with a master's degree, starting in the Lee Summit, which is the best around. At least when I was looking, it was starting pays forty two thousand a year with a master's degree, and it's not a lot, you know. I mean." And yes, it increases over time, but I have a lot of teacher friends in the area who've been working a long time and like have just crested maybe the 50,000 threshold after 10 years. Now see, I always tell the opposite story that I married a teacher so I could be rich <laughs> yeah. and I could just go off on my own and make and make a new business. Oh, yeah. So I went opposite of you. I used the teacher plan as my backup. I mean, there are benefits to being teachers, like having a pension afterwards and stuff like that. And, and you get to work in the schools with all, all kinds of kids. And I think that there is something actually kind of special about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that from no experience either. I've been substitute teacher in a lot of districts. I've subbed long-term. I have not been a teacher for years and years and years on end at the same school. That's true. But I think I've had a lot of experience in different school settings. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I do prefer doing what I'm doing now. And, uh, if I can get paid like a regular person eventually, <laughs> that's going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I do feel sorry for all the rest of you guys because it's amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, look, like I said, I think I think it's okay to want all of those things. Yeah, and for it, sure. It, we for we sure. should want all of those things. Yeah. yeah. Why should your personal goal not also be by bringing something yeah. to the community? Well, and, and I mean, that's like the first two-thirds of everything we talked about here was – 
all of the stuff you guys it was all community based right it was right. The, the arts people that you meet and you're bringing together it's providing something for the kids like here's my thing about your camps there's find a camp that's not you know it's not about just about sports it's not yes. just about you know one piece of art even right like like you have a selection of things and it's just it's another option which makes a community like this cool that we yes. have all these things like exactly oh wait here's 10 more options yes. that we could do in a summertime and learn something and make new yes. connections with people. It's so fun. That's exactly, so fun. that was our reasoning too for doing the camps where like people go to soccer camps or baseball camps all summer for two weeks, two weeks long. And we're like, let's do that for art artists. We want to build artists the way that we're building athletes around here. Yeah. And we do. Yeah. We're talking about maybe doing an in-school program where we can also go into the schools and hopefully partner, or not partner, but contract with the teacher that's already there, pay them what we pay our teachers yeah. so that they'll actually have a little bit more incentive to have their in-school art program and then also provide them different kinds of lessons. Because in school you learn standards and you're learning sort of the build, those building blocks, the ABCs and the one, two, threes and the sentence structure. And you're learning a little bit of how to create a concept, but it's not number one on your mind. Like doing all the wild, fanciful things isn't necessarily things that kids in school get the option to do. But if they have a small group of really interested, motivated kids that can come and do that, I just think it's going to be a win, win, win. Yeah, for more everybody. access for more kids to do, yeah. to mm -hmm. take that next step, mm -hmm. and to then dive into whatever art world might right grab them right and and i don't know one of the most amazing things to me has just been able to like support some local artists through them coming and helping teach these classes giving a great art education to the students that are coming whether they're kids or adults and then also just being able to pay them like yeah pretty good for what they're you know for being i mean they are skilled and they deserve the money that they're getting let's pay our artists yes <laughs> yeah no more starving artists we need to make sure yeah let's get rid of that cliche yes yeah. no exactly. more starving let's pay our artists because you know what prosperity follows the arts and you know what people and, hold on oh, I, just no, you keep I have to pause just for a second <laughs> to shout out glenda masters because she is our city arts and cultural manager and i have lived here for 10 years and she's been here for I know the pandemic ruined concept of time, but I want to say four, almost five. I yes. Yeah. And ever since she's been here, Elisa is coming up in the world in the arts right. department because of the sculpture walk and all the things that she's been doing. It's just come like, I don't know. I don't know if I should give all her all the credit or anything, but I just feel like in those last four years, like well, she was Lisa, hired Lisa to have is, somebody come to city hall mm -hmm. and be in our community. And every day think about, the role arts play in the community and, and what we can do to build amazing. it. And it's just amazing. And she's done a really good job. I think of, you know, you, you, you had the prosperity line and we mentioned earlier about the economics, but she's really done a really good job of starting to put that story together. Not starting. She's got it together and she's adding to it every year. But to say, not only is art nice and awesome, and there's a lot of people that do it, yeah, but it actually makes the community better and it drives money into our community so yeah, that we can grow and do that's all, right. of, that's all right. of things. And I think that's the piece that always has to be brought up over and over is that it is an economic driver. It is part of actual growth. Yeah. Yes. And you can just see it. Like, I don't know. It's just so cool. 
It's just it's just really fun to Great. be part of. Need, I don't know. We need to pay our artists. Life, we need, awesome. So we're gonna go back to the back to that statement. Pay our artists. Pay yeah. our artists. So <laughs> come to our classes because we pay our artists pretty good. <laughs> um. All right. Look, as we wrap things up here, I'm gonna get to the big, giant, important questions. First one. What's next? What's the next big thing for art school? Hmm. Good question. I think that's the February show. Yeah, we have a show Come in February. Come do that with us. Oh, do we get to sneak people? Uh, do we get to sneak tell people what it is? You can tell yeah. tell people oh, about please. it. We're, we're advertising for it now. It's February 2nd. It's going to be Thursday night from 6 to 10 in our space. It is a free event. Um, it's going to be featuring the artist and spoken word poet. His name's Ben Yisrael. And um, also artist. The show, named, the show is called Salon of the Indigenous Gods. And it is going to have a discussion um, visually and through words and, and everything about the term of what does it mean to be indigenous of African people and Native American people. It's just uh, in celebration of Black History Month and African American artists that are local and um, kind of elevating that discussion piece. So just, just come for a good night. There's going to be a DJ. We're going to have Flavor is going to have some bites of, uh, some refreshments, oh, and also so we'll good. be tending bar there, so if you would like that, but we will also have some other refreshments uh, for free as well. Um, like I said, we're going to have a DJ. It's going to be music there. Um, ben is also going to be doing some some spoken word poetry throughout the night too. Um, but really, it's just going to be a good time. It's going to be good vibes. Just come on out. It's going to be free. Um, and we want to open up the the discussions just look at the art check it out it's going to be some really amazing art from these artists and what are the other artists throw the, throw the date and time one more time sorry the time is is thursday february 2nd from 6 to yeah. 10 p.m the um six o'clock is kind of getting in getting settled but it, the official program will start at seven so if you are going to be fashionably late show up right before seven <laughs> <laughs> um and then the artists are sorry, Ben Israel. He's from Seattle, um, originally from Texas. Um, I met him actually uh, last year through uh, some friends I had that worked with T-Mobile Corporate, and they were out here in Kansas City doing a diversity inclusion week, and he have, was uh, hosting and facilitating that that uh, that week for them. So kind of connected through him through this T-Mobile connection. He's crazy. He's going to be awesome. He's very very great um, artist. So. Ben Israel is the main feature person. He's also co-curating this show with me. Um, and then we have local artist uh, St. Leon from Kansas City and um, Felice Kahinde, who's from um, Lee Summit. Will pieces of that show like continue on for in, in your gallery space? Or yeah, is that a so, one day? So the exhibit, the opening exhibit is on that Thursday, but the show will be up through our space uh, throughout the month of February. Okay. And then maybe through some of March, but um, if you want to come and look at it any other time, you can come into our space. It'll be up. And then I think in April, we're going to have another artist come in, and we'll have new shows throughout the year. Now you said it was a free show, but I'm going to assume there will be a way for people to donate Absolutely. to the nonprofit while yes. they're there. Yes, there will be a donation spot. But um, but really, we just want people to come out. We got a grant for this. Uh, this is par- partially funded by um, in support with Arts KC. So um, we really wanted to just bring this this artist in and these other artists and really kind of have an event 
that Lee Summit probably hasn't seen in ever or in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you are in downtown Lee Summit, just come on out and, and come to our space. It's going to be free. It's going to be fun. Show the address one more time. 307 Southwest Market Street. And Diana, if people want to follow along on the socials maybe with art school, can they do that? I oh, assume. For sure. They can. Um, I think it's art school KC <laughs> on everything. You know, I tried to throw that over to her. <laughs> I know. I, I was like, man, he she talked a lot. She's coming in. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> Diana runs the, the daily operations. I run the, the socials. And, and okay, okay, so the, your socials are? <laughs> when you see the clumsily posted things. Yeah, the the clumsily posted stuffs are Diana. But the very clean ones, <laughs> those are for green. <laughs> so, uh, Artist versus engineer. Our socials. <laughs> exactly. All one word, art school KC um, on all, everything. Instagram, TikTok. Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, whatever's there that that you like, and um, we're probably most busy on Facebook and Instagram, and then um, oh, our website is artschoolkc.org. Yes. So artschoolkc, remember that, and then the .org because we're a nonprofit. And if people want to support, want to help make sure that you keep going and you can keep paying oh, those artists, please, they Absolutely. can go to your website. You can yes. go to our website, and make a tax uh, exempt donation. What? Okay. <laughs> because we are a official 501c3. Yes. So if true. you make a donation, you will get a receipt with our tax information Look, that you could write off on your taxes. As somebody who just made a submission of that application for a different organization, <laughs> congratulations. Thank you. Because that's a process. That was a major <laughs> accomplishment for us this year. Yes. <laughs> it was getting Huge. that. It takes so long. Yeah. Well, Diana, Alan, yes. thank you both very much for coming on. Oh, thanks to for us having today. us. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having and us. And good luck with everything at Art School, Casey. Yeah, we'll thank see you. you on February 2nd. February 2nd. February 2nd. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that will wrap us up for this week. We'll talk to everybody next okay. time.